This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome back to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And I have some good stuff for you guys this week. We are going to talk about a topic that could literally save you, and depending on the size of your business, with some small tweaks, could save you thousands, if not tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars, literally. And no, I'm not talking about extreme expense cuts and things like that. I know people are like, oh, Mr. Biz, CFO, you're trying to cut my expenses. No, not, not, it's not that at all. We're talking this week with Mr. Derek Van Ness, who is a wealth and tax strategist at Big Life Financial. Derek, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Ken. Yeah, so we literally, and I can't believe this, Derek, and we were talking uh, before we got started here, um, we've never had someone who is a tax strategist on the show. And we've, you know, we've done, been doing the show for over four years now. And shame on me, because this is a topic that really hits home to, you know, frankly, everyone, but especially uh, business owners. And uh, I think it'd be, it's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, during the third segment, Derek's going to give us some of his top tax strategy tips, which uh, I'm looking forward to myself. I will be uh, writing down copious amounts of notes, I'm sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Before we get into all that, though, Derek, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a long and storied one, but I'll keep it, <laughs> you know, within, within guidelines here. Uh, you know, honestly, I knew I always wanted to have my own business, right? My father had a business. He was a contractor, ceramic tile contractor growing up. And, and I saw the advantages of that as far as flexibility and the ability to control your income. And, you know, when other people were losing jobs, he was able to go out of state and make money and just have a little bit more control. So I always had that in my head and something that I wanted to do. Um, and so, but I also knew coming out of college, like I needed the skills to do it. I knew that being a business owner wasn't for you know, the faint of heart. And so I took a sales job and uh, it was the closest thing I could do to work within someone else's structure, but also be able to, you know, control my own income and, and have a little bit of autonomy, which was important to me. So that was kind of like my training wheels. And it was really important because I think if business owners learn how to do just one thing, it's communicate effectively and sell. If you can't do that, you're in big trouble, right? And I'm sure you guys talk a lot about that on the show and you know, persuasion and influence and leadership and all the other stuff that goes into that. But for me, what that also taught me was I really needed to be a business owner because uh, working in a cube under fluorescent lights, doing 200 phone calls a day, <laughs> not really my jam, right? <laughs> and yeah. so that was like the the hot stick that was prodding me into being a business owner. And I, I made the jump back in 2001 when the economy started to slow down, I could see the writing was on the wall. So I thought, you know, I need to start my own business. And I went out and started flipping houses and flipping houses wasn't a thing back then. It was like, Hey, if I could buy a house and fix it up while I live in it and then resell it. And I could do that two or three times a year here in Los Angeles. Like that's as much as I make grinding it out in my full-time income. <laughs> that seemed like a pretty good idea for me. And I think that's something a lot of people don't always realize is replacing your, your income, depending on the industry you're in, it's not as hard as you think, especially when you start factoring in what we're going to talk about later tax advantages. Mm -hmm. If you get to write stuff off first to replace a hundred thousand dollar income, you don't have to make a hundred thousand dollars in your business, 
right? You could make a lot less because you get these tax advantages. And so that jump was a little, made a little easier when I did that. And, uh, and what I really realized was becoming a business owner is a whole lot more than just being able to sell or just being able to do a thing. You got to organize a team. You have to take accountability for everything that happens when something goes wrong, the buck stops here. And, uh, I kind of fell in love with that whole part of it, right? Like the building a business part. I liked real estate and it was cool to take ugly things and make them pretty. <laughs> but uh, what I found was I really loved training a team and I really loved working with people and I loved running a business and sort of like, I don't want to call it gaming the system because I'm not a fan of like trying to beat the system with loopholes. I'm really a fan of understand the rules of the game and optimize it, play mm-hmm. it as effectively as you can. And so I just loved that part and I kind of nerded out on marketing and I nerded out on operations and I nerded out on systematizing everything that I could and just getting the leverage. And that was like a real thrill for me. So when 2008 came along, I'm sure you've had this story told a few times, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I had an extra layer to that because prior to uh, 2008, in 2000, late or early 2006, I got hit by a snowmobile while I was snowboarding and broke oh, a femur. Oh. And then at the end of 2006, in October, I found out that, oh, the first surgery they did, they really screwed it up and we have to go back in and we have to re-break your leg. Oh. And so I was uh, kind of recovering from my second surgery in the, the first half of 2007 when things really started to get sticky, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Things were starting to get weird. I don't think people really understood what was going on, but that was that was messy for me. And long story short, during that period of time, things got really bad. I had 16 flips going and the market in Los Angeles, just like the bottom dropped out of it in 2007. Mm-hmm. Like I remember putting a house on the market and the time on market was four days for, for it to sell. Mm-hmm. And it didn't sell and it didn't sell and I didn't know what was going on. And I hired a realtor and I did all these other things that I'd never had to do before to try and sell it 120 days later, the time on market was 124 days. Like nothing had sold for four months. Like I really thought, Oh, things will gradually slow down. They just fell off a cliff. And at that point I realized I needed to triage and, and, and do a bunch of things. So long story short, the next 18 months, I lost several million dollars. It was this huge vacuuming sound coming from my bank account (laughs) and I did everything to get all my, I could to get all of my investors out, but I learned a ton of lessons when you're losing money, when your business isn't working, you learn so much more than when things are going well, you figure Mm -hmm. out all the things you're doing wrong and you're forced to look at all that stuff. That's really ugly and messy and where you're lazy and where you're not cutting the mustard because it gets real big. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And that kind of led me to an opportunity where a friend of mine said, Hey, you're really good at business. I know real estate isn't happening anymore. You're kind of at the bottom right now. House flipping didn't exist because people couldn't get loans. You could buy them super cheap. You just couldn't sure. sell them. Yeah. And so he, he kind of snapped me up and he said, Hey, you've got all this financial education. You've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on yourself for personal development, business coaching, all these other things. He said, I want you to come and coach entrepreneurs with me. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, from 2009 to about 2015, I worked with several thousand business owners through his company, working and coaching with them, really getting to see everything from investments, putting purpose into your business, business coaching, taxing, uh, all kinds of financial strategies and different things people could do. And the long and the short is I fell in love with it. And uh, 
2015, decided that I needed to do this on my own. So started my own company, Big Life Financial, and just realized how much I love working with and helping people and, and just having the autonomy to be able to do that in the way that I wanted to, as opposed to within their system, which was a great system. It just, you know, there's a couple of things I wanted to do to add my own style to it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we caught, you know, kind of caught the wind and, and it's been all up from there, really being able to help a lot of people. We've developed some proprietary things that are unique and uh, special in the industry. And that's where I'm at now. We just help people with financial strategy. And one of the most important things is taxes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tons of things, that, nuggets out of that, Derek. Uh, so what we're going to touch on, we're up against a break here. We're going to touch on those in the beginning of the next segment because, uh, gosh, you gave me all kinds of different things. I want to I dive into a little bit deeper on that. But again, we're talking with Derek Van Ness of Big Life Financial. You can find out more at biglifefinancial.com and see us after the break. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to the show. It's time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this this week's tip is uh, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit blunt. It might hit home to some of you guys in a not-so-pleasant way. Uh, but uh, I have never, not once, I've never worked with a company that had 100% accurate pricing. So I implore you, if, you if, you, if you're not sure, and I'll tell you, if you think you're sure, you're probably not sure. Again, I've never worked with a company who's had 100% accurate pricing. Hire an expert to ensure yours is. And by the way, if you don't know someone, I might know a guy like me that could help you with that because it is so, so important. You could end up falling victim to what I call the silent business killer, having products or services that are unprofitable and you're selling them like crazy and you're just running in quicksand you're digging a deeper and deeper hole whereas you see your sales going up but you see your bottom line is is getting worse and it just doesn't intuitively make any sense whatsoever that's where typically you have the silent business killer that's just eating away at your business unbeknownst to you and i say it's silent because oftentimes again when i talk to owners about this and entrepreneurs what they typically will say to me look at me like i'm i'm speaking greek to them and they say Ken, why would I have purposely have products or services that are unprofitable? Well, of course, you wouldn't purposely do it. That's the whole point is you have them. You just don't know it. And unfortunately, oftentimes what happens is these are the products or services that you offer that are high volume. They're high volume. Why? Because they're not priced right. <laughs> they're not priced competitively. They're probably too cheap in this case. And, uh, and so that's why you know, you're, you're priced less than competitors and you sell a lot of them or a lot of it. And uh, again, just gets, creates a really bad situation for you. So 
definitely make sure you look at your pricing, get an expert to hire. Even if you have someone just comes in and does a, a quick project for you, they look at your pricing. It's super, super important. Um, and can the longer you've been in business, the more apt you are to be falling victim to this because you, you it's, it's, we all naturally fall into the, this is the way we've always done it type thing. And as you, you more and more of a veteran business owner, you kind of rely on your instincts a little bit, sometimes too much in this situation. So make sure you are taking a look at that. So that is Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Now let's get back into our discussion this week with Derek Van Ness, uh, who is a wealth and tax strategist. And you can find out more about him at biglifefinancial.com, him and his company. Uh, but Derek, so uh, your your journey, first of all, I hear all the ups and downs. It, it, it's an entrepreneurial journey, like it's it's Entrepreneur 101, right? repeatedly you took lemons and made lemonade first of all second of all the entrepreneurial journey i mean you a couple of different times during during your journey you've dipped your toe in the water and then before you jumped in and i think that's an important distinction to make for people yeah um there's i i think there's something to be said for that you know uh building a business is a bit like getting married right and so most of us like to date before we get married so i figure <laughs> you know in the business world, and listen, I did a lot of, when I was coaching all those entrepreneurs, I did a lot of business coaching in there that was related to figuring out your passion, your purpose. Like, what do you, what do you really love to do? And I know that can sound really cliche and funny, but like, if you don't enjoy it, and, and you can probably speak to this, Ken, most businesses have a period of time where it's just not worth it if you're just in it for the money, yeah. right? Like you just, you would just be like, forget it, I'm out. Like coronavirus comes along, you've spent two years doing something that you were just trying to make some money at you're like forget this it's not worth it but if it's if it's what you're here to do as a human if there's more to it there's meaning there's purpose then you stick with it and on the other side of those kind of bumps is where the big success happens because a lot of people get weeded out in those periods of time and so yeah i think putting your toe in the water dating whatever you want to call it before you jump in and commit is, is a big deal because going into a business is a serious endeavor not that you should like freak out about it but you need to take it seriously because you're, you're going to build a life around it, whether you want to or not. Business takes too much for you to not know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that a hundred percent. So Derek, tell, tell me a little bit about, so I'm a, I say I'm a business owner and I, I hear Derek Van Ness on the Mr. Biz radio show. And I say, man, this guy could probably help me out a lot. I hear his experience. I know what he's good at. I've gone out to the website I'm a business owner and I reach out to you and I say, Hey, Derek, you know, you got to help me. I'm a business owner. How can you help me? Especially with tax strategies, things like that. What does an engagement typically look like? And I'm sure they're not all the same, but just generally speaking. Yeah. The, the first thing is my first call with people is always to get to know you call because a couple of things. One, I, I always work with the human being, not with the numbers, right? Not mm -hmm. with the commission, not with any of that. And I have to understand what someone wants to accomplish because, um, a lot of times people don't need what it is that we do. Maybe they need something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, usually we, we sit down, I find out where they're at right now, where they'd like to go and wh what's missing to get there, right? And if I can start to understand and listen, most of the time what people think is missing isn't what's missing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but if I can establish, okay, here's where you're at, here's the assets you've got, here's your business, here's where you're, you know, what's going on right now. And then we can see where people want to go. Then it gets pretty easy to start identifying uh, what are the missing components. And we start from the foundation. We build on our way up. A uh, big part of that is just tax strategy. We're going to look at tax efficiency. We're going to look at savings and growth strategies for money. 
Uh, we might look at business or personal cash flow because a lot of times there's a bunch of holes in that bucket that people are totally unaware of. And then from there, we, we kind of move up the ladder and it does get really customized. Everything from super advanced tax strategies of, you know, real estate or, or even buying art and, and donating it types of strategies mm-hmm. all the way down to your basics that we're going to cover in some of the tips here. But uh, yeah, I really do my best on the front end to understand, A, can I really help this person and B, customize it? Because I think too many uh, people out there have tried to systematize financial advising and financial guidance and tax strategy so much so that it's not being personalized for the individual. And, and I think that's a big mistake. Everybody's situation is so, especially for business owners, so different. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, Derek, I love, I love that approach. And part of the reason I love that approach is that's exactly how I approach it as well. Um, because every, as you mentioned, everyone's situation is different. I mean, people will always ask me, you know, as a fractional CFO, like, well, you know, how much does it cost for a fractional CFO? And it, it just depends, you know, like you said, everyone's situation is different. I have certain owners that they rely on me very heavily and I spend a lot of time with them. And I have others who, like I have one client in particular that I meet with him once a month for 90 minutes and it's nothing but a strategic brainstorming session. That's all we do. That's all he needs. He doesn't need some big crazy, you know, all this, all the bunch of stuff and uh, a big giant bill from me. He just needs someone to pull his head out of the weeds once a month. And so I think, especially with what you do, it's very similar. And so I, I love to hear that you, that's how you approach it and take that sort of customized. I'm sure you have a framework that you work around as you're working with people. At least that's what I do. So as we move in that direction, I think that's what's really important is, again, to make sure we have that customized approach. And, and so I'm really glad to hear that you approach it that way as well, Derek. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't do that because it's it's it does take a lot of thought. It does take a lot of customization. But I think that's where the real results are because there's some real general broad stroke stuff. But it's when we get into the the specifics of someone's situation that we can really build a life that they love. And ultimately, that's what I'm trying to help people do with their with their money is build a life they want to live, not just make more money for the sake of more money. Yeah. Well, and I think it comes across in the name of your company, right? I mean, Big Life Financial, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's not, you know, just financial. I mean, that's obviously a big part of it, but I think uh, that says a lot. Speaking of which, you can learn more at biglifefinancial.com, more about what Derek and his company do, how they can help you with wealth, wealth and tax strategies. We're going to hit a break here. And as promised, when we come back, Derek's going to give us some of his top tax strategies and maybe even throw in a couple that you, you may, may, have, may have not have considered before or that you may have not have even heard of. So interesting stuff coming. Join us after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Are you looking for ways to streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features, such as email and text message marketing, project boards, quoting and invoicing, and so much more. If you're a franchise, we also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at thepulsespot.com. Again, that's thepulse, P-U-L-S-E, spot.com. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. 
check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And it is time, everyone I'm sure has been looking forward to this. Again, I know I am. I'm going to get writer's cramp uh, during this segment. But uh, Derek is going to share with us some of his top tax strategies. So Derek, take it away. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you a bunch of strategies here. Not all of them will apply to everybody, but Mm -hmm. a bunch of them will apply to a lot of people. So the first one, and if you could only take one out of this, if your business qualifies, it's, uh, it's a total home run is almost no small business owners realize that they can qualify for what are known as research and development credits. And a lot of people have heard of that. They think of the Amazons or the Pfizer's or these big companies that, that do things, but there, there's been some legislation over the years. These R&D credits started in the 80s, but over the years, it's gotten more and more friendly to business owners. And in 2015, we kind of crossed the threshold because a lot of those credits were made permanent. In other words, they didn't change every year. So businesses got really good at them and long story short, if you're in the medical field, you're in anything that uses engineering, you're in uh, manufacturing, software development, construction, any of these kinds of industries, chances are really good that you're doing a lot of research and development and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. There are some specific like boxes you got to check, but long story short, you know, we have, I mean, I, I did a dentist last week and the guy got back, uh, I think about $63,000. Uh, over the course of a three-year look back, wow. we just did a plastic surgeon. He got fifty-two thousand. We did an ophthalmologist last month who got one hundred eighty-three thousand. Um, these are big chunks of money, especially when you figure that those are after-tax dollars. The process of finding it out or finding out what you qualify for is actually free because we have a team that does an estimate. But I find that most business owners just don't even know they can qualify. They think that's only for the big boys, and it's not. And it's just it's money sitting there if your business qualifies. And if it doesn't, obviously it doesn't cost anything, but that's probably the single biggest sort of silver bullet. I mean, there's a million other things and that's kind of how taxes work is this strategy is worth a couple thousand bucks and this strategy is worth a couple thousand bucks. And this one's worth 10,000 bucks per year and you add them all up and it's, it's a big difference, but research and development credits for a lot of businesses that qualify, especially we do a lot with doctors, dentists, chiropractors, those kinds of people. Um, it's a total home run. Well, and the thing I love about that is not only is it, you know, as you do a look back and, and you've got some potential, you know, like I said, after tax dollars that have been sitting on the table for you, but it also helps shape your strategy going forward, right? Sure. You may get, may get towards the end of the year as I'm doing with clients right now and we're looking at different tax strategies and you're having a really good year, let's say, you know, earnings wise, and you go, look, what are some ways to limit my tax liability? Maybe you go ahead and make that investment in some R&D type things that you would not have done necessarily before because you didn't realize you qualified for it. You can absolutely do that. You know, you'll get the, of course, the write-off, which is which is what most people are most familiar with, but you also can get a refund on the dollars you spend that way. And that's refunds on contractors, that's refund on uh, supplies that are used for this stuff, and the big one is your payroll. How much are you paying your people and what portion of their time is spent on this activity? It really does add up. So. I don't want to take all the time on that, but if people don't haven't been applying for that, especially if you're in one of those fields I named, it's you have to apply. It's a total winner. Yeah. Okay. So the the second thing I think that uh, a couple really important ones that are real easy. First one is if you own a primary home, right? And this is slightly weird with COVID this year, but there's something known as affectionately known as the Augusta rule, where you can actually rent 
your home out to your business, your primary residence, up to 14 days a year, uh, income tax-free. The income that you get from the business renting your home, you don't have to pay income uh, tax on. Now, you can rent it out through Airbnb and other things and do it that way. It's just most people don't want to do that with their primary home. But if you're doing holiday parties, if you're doing business retreats for your for your team or your business, if you have clients over to build relationships, uh, these types of things where you would legitimately have had to go and rent another space, uh, an event center, a conference room, whatever, you can rent that from yourself and use your home. And it's just a way to get money from your your business into your personal checking account or savings account without having to pay taxes on those dollars. And if you're in a higher tax bracket, that can be a really big deal. So, you know, I, I won't go too deep into all the details there, but if you own a primary home and you're not renting it out to your business and you're doing this kind of stuff, you definitely need to do that. You want to document it. You want to make sure your CPA is on board so they understand and, and they're doing it. But, you know, you want to make sure your tax people are telling you about stuff like this. And go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I love that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard of it once, but I honestly never really dug into it. So that, that's a new one for me as well. I love it. Yeah. Uh, another really common one that I think is very important, and I'd say half of people get this right, but amazingly half of them don't, which blows my mind because this one's really straightforward, is um, if you have, uh, well, if you're taking all your money as salary from your business, you probably want to reconsider that and take some of that money as as dividends, right, or owner's equity. Mm-hmm. Salary is taxed as active income, but this this dividend stuff that essentially you're making for being the business owner, not for the being the person who does the work, but mm-hmm. just because of that, uh, you can take that money and you don't pay the self-employment tax on it. It's a different type of income. So that'll save you seven and a half percent on that money. So like if you're a, a dentist, I work with a lot of those and you pay yourself $250,000 a year, but you could hire another dentist to do your dental work for say 150,000 you could potentially take that extra $100,000 as dividends. And if you did that, you wouldn't pay that 7.5%. That would save you 7,500 bucks in taxes right there. Um, and obviously, the more you make and, and different kinds of things, uh, the more that that can be worth. But that's that's one we see surprisingly often not being done. A lot of CPAs are aware of that. But amazingly, a lot of them just aren't implementing it for their clients. And, and we don't understand why. But yeah, that's a that's another really big one that can put once again, you know, some serious money on the table. Yeah, no, I like that one a lot. Yeah, a couple other things. Um, if you own a commercial building and you're not doing cost segregation, it's worth considering. Cost segregation is where you come in and essentially you have someone recategorize your business rather than it being real estate. They recategorize as much of the building as possible as equipment. And then you can depreciate it instead of over, you know, 30 to 40 years, you can depreciate it in five, seven, 10, 15 years. So you can get that depreciation and those tax write-offs a lot faster. And money today is worth a whole lot more than money 30 years from now. Sure. So you don't actually get more depreciation long-term, but you do get uh, a lot of it now and you get to keep the money now and use it to grow your business or invest or whatever you're doing with that money. Mm-hmm. So um, you let me know, we got time for one more? Yeah, sure. I think we got time for one more. Yeah. Okay. So one more thing, I think, uh, I'll throw out there if, if you're not paying your kids, that's something you want to do. But another thing that's important that's kind of a newer thing from the the Trump tax rewrite is something called Section 199A. And if you're if you're single, this is going to apply if you're somewhere in the $150,000 range. And if you're filing as a as a couple, 
315, $315,000 is your limit. Um, you want to try if you're real close to that to keep your income below that for single people, it's 157.5. Uh, because if your income is below that, you get bonus uh, deductions on what's called qualified business income. You basically pay about 20% less taxes on certain income. So just if you're close to that income range, you need to be talking to your CPA about it so they can keep you below it. Because if you're above it, now you got to pay that extra 20% on a bunch of a bunch of the income you earned. And that can make a really big difference. So without taking too much time on it, that's something you should be talking to your CPA about. No, that's good stuff. Yeah, and, and again, honestly, what I love about these uh, that you gave us, Derek, um, great stuff. But these aren't things that you can just, you know, someone just Googles, oh, tax strategies. Um, these are some things a little bit more specific, a little bit deeper down. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, because there's the home office and there's other things. But yeah, this is definitely important stuff. And every one of these can be worth a lot in, in and of themselves. Sure, yeah. So again, this week we've been talking with Derek Van Ness from Big Life Financial. Find out more at biglifefinancial.com. Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I've loved it, Ken. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951. 